0: Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always is Trevor Stores from Full Press Coverage and Rep the District, Hey Trev, how you doing?
0: I am like a kid at Christmas, a month ahead of time, <laughs> because tomorrow is Thanksgiving and I am ready yes, to sir.
1: eat. Yes, and I think we talked about it in the pre-show that we're not all thrilled about the turkey, but like yeah. everything else, I am all in on, man. <laughs> I am going to make a mountain of sides covered in gravy and eat all that. That's what I'm going to do. That is I could sure not what I'm wait. <laughs> yeah,
0: turkey, turkey is good, but it depends on the kind of gravy you have to go with it too. But it's definitely not something I go after agreed. for seconds. So. Agree,
1: agreed, agreed. You know. I'll get more. I'll get more gravy. I probably just leave the leave the turkey on the side. Hey, let me ask you this though, because um, I don't know about you, but I always have way too much turkey left over. Probably because I don't go back for seconds like you don't. But what do you end up doing with your turkey leftovers? What's your favorite thing to do with turkey leftovers? Um, back in the day, my grandmother used to make some turkey hash
0: out of it. Oh, um, nice! But now that yeah, but that, that's, that she passed away, so that doesn't happen anymore. But uh. so after she's left the turkey, I just you make a sandwich or just eat like Thanksgiving for two, three, maybe even four days in a row. So <laughs> right, it is what it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's- that is unfortunately what happens to me most of the time as well. You have uh, Thanksgiving Part Two, Three, Four, Five. It just gets worse and worse. Just like basically like any sequel in any group of movies, it just gets worse every time you have it. Let me say this though: the one thing I do like, turkey pot pie. If you just if you get some like, crust, and just throw all the leftover turkey and gravy in there, and then whatever else you got left, and just cover it up and bake it, pie crust makes everything awesome. I'm just saying, that is my favorite thing to do with turkey. And it's like you are having turkey, um, you are having Thanksgiving again, but you just don't know it. It looks new, and that's that's all I need. It <laughs> just gotta look new. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. We're gonna to be talking about the Washington football team and its beat and, and, and beating the Carolina Panthers this last week. So it will be interesting to talk about that. We'll talk about Cam Newton. We're gonna be talking about our favorite Thanksgiving game that we're uh, looking forward to this week. And we'll talk about the NFC East Week 12. And we'll have our top five power rankings. So there's plenty to talk about. Let's go ahead and get this rolling. All right, let's start with the Washington football team beating the Carolina Panthers. I think we were talking about this for several weeks, ever since the Carolina Panthers picked up Cam Newton and saying, like, well, this will be really interesting of Ron Rivera going back and facing the Carolina Panthers. Um, And seeing how they all match up, you know, I mean, was it the right move that the Washington football team didn't go knocking on Cam Newton's door and asking him to take over Tyler Heineke? And and, and was Taylor Heineke the answer? And how is this going to kind of play out? Turns out it played out pretty well for Washington. Um, So, you know, before we get into the details, I'll just give uh, everybody a little bit of a, a summary. You know, Washington ended up winning 27 to 21 over Carolina the spread was Carolina by three obviously <laughs> they didn't make that the over under 43 just beat the over under and um, it was an interesting game it actually trended exactly the way you'd want to if you were a Washington fan because it started off a little slow and it picked up momentum and the second half was um, was was lit so let me turn it over to you Trevor and you tell me what are your thoughts on this win what does it mean to the Washington football team and what were the keys here to this game?
0: Um, I won the win, Complete
1: revenge, uh nice homecoming. <laughs> yep. It means that
0: whatever was displayed in Tampa Bay's victory last week was carried over to this past Sunday, um, right. a little bit of a, I you know, a little streak, two-game win streak. We played Seattle on Monday night, but we'll get to that later. But I'm still yep. happy with the victory. Keys to the victory, um, our defense. Yeah. We kind of... We kinda of shut down Christian McCaffrey for the most part. I mean he had his yep. a couple you know, a touchdown and a couple of runs, but for the most part we shut him down. Yep. Cam Newton's stats looked good, but if you watch the game he looked okay. I mean everybody's sitting there like, Oh, he was so fast. Da-da-da. He was not fast. He was just faster <laughs> no. than our defense. Uh, yeah. it looked like it took him forever to get to the end zone. Um and good for him keeping that streak of one rushing, one passing touchdown by a quarterback going. Shut out to him. <laughs> but it was, I'm really happy for Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke, and just for the football team in general, just to go out there and show Cam Newton why we chose not to call you off the couch. Ah,
1: oh, um, interesting. Plays
0: Taylor. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, like I said, stats are good, but he, he he lacked excitement. I didn't see any, you know, sense of urgency from him. I feel like he was more concerned about celebrating for the crowd and what he was going to do if he scored and how he was going to celebrate, rather than focusing on the win. Um, so, you know, go Taylor Heineke. He's has improved. <laughs> I'm not on the yeah. Taylor Heineke hive. I'm not like saying he should be the long-term answer, but it's because right. it, it's only been what two games of consistency. So we got to see if this consistency can keep going. You Um right. but overall pleased, and it seems we're trending in the right way. So.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I will say this, you know, Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say this is a little bit of a mini resurgence for him. No turnovers, mm-hmm. no ints. That that, yeah. and and no red zone woes. Like you know, oh. the fact of the matter is that I mean, at the end of the game, sure there was a couple of field goals, but you know, at the, you know at the beginning, they really took care of business. I mean, they got it down there, and he managed to deliver Cam yeah. Sims and to Terry McLaurin. And to DeAndre Carter, I mean, he spread it around. That's exactly what you want your quarterback to do. He was efficient, 16 to 22. Only 206 yards, but it doesn't matter because they controlled the game and they got, like I said, he got better. And the other two keys here, I think, and, and you you tell me what you think, but Antonio Gibson, you know, he had the fumble, got a little bit of a mini yeah. benching, came back yeah. and rushed for 76 yards um, in after halftime. Got a season yeah. high 95 rush yards. Uh, looked good, looked really good. And I think the important thing here is the bounce back from the fumble and the fact that if he can be consistent again, because there has been a lack of consistency with Antonio Gibson in the recent past. And if he can be consistent going forward, that is a big get for that offense. And then the other thing that I saw here is defensive tackle, John Allen. I mean, he's having a pro bowl season, six sacks, uh, countless impactful pressures, uh, he's apparently third among all defensive tackles in Pro Bowl voting right now. So what are your thoughts on that? Antonio Gibson and John Allen, their impact, and what do you expect from them going forward?
0: Um, I'm expecting Antonio Gibson just to run angry from here on out because that's exactly what he did after he came yep. off the his little mini benching. Because um, yep. I don't want him to fumble every time for for that to come out of him. So <laughs> right. That would not Hope, be a bitch. <laughs> like, don't start him. Like, say you're going to start him and lie to him a little bit and start him to him in place for like few series and then, you know, get him upset. You know, right. just don't let him – we don't want the fumble to keep happening. Um, so, yeah, if that keeps happening, though, his angry running, shout out to Good Morning Football. Maybe he can get on angry runs. That'd be cool. Sky's um, <laughs> it for that kid. It would be a great pickup. And then you also yeah. mentioned uh, Jonathan Allen. Oh, man, Pro Bowl. We signed that extension. So far, so good. That was was a great move so far. Um, He's a beast on the inside. He's kind of making up where we were lacking on the pass rush and and run stoppage, too, as well, Um, because we we don't have Casey Young or Montez around the edge, so our pass rush now is kind of coming from the inside as long as with the run stopping, too. So he is a beast, Um, and our D-line is still so versatile. I mean, Casey Tuhill came from the Eagles, I think, the year before last we got him off the practice squad. Nobody really knows him, but he's, he's filling in nicely. He's not a superstar, but he's doing his job. And then James Smith-Williams, same, rookie, NC State, just like a nice, solid piece on the other side. So they're filling in pretty nicely. And my boy, Jamin Davis, is starting to come along. Landon Collins' yep. new position seems to be like a genius move so far. So, I mean, it's, just, it's really nice to see things coming together. Yep. It, sucks. it took six losses for it to happen, so now we're kind of clawing our way back in, but the NFL is getting mighty interesting now, and the East is always interesting, so good to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, no no doubt. I think I agree. And, of course, Joey Sly looks to be bringing some consistency Whoa. to the kicking game. Yeah, and yeah. also previously from Carolina, I believe. So, we there you coming go. coming all Sunday. Like, it was yeah. just a big
0: old reunion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was
0: nuts. Kyle and Allen, the other,
1: you know. yeah. Just, Exactly. And, and you know, on the other side, I will say this. I mean, Christian McCaffrey looked like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he was very efficient and very effective. And now that he's back, I think Carolina can get back uh, on track. Cam Newton. So I I I know you weren't as impressed with him, but for me, you know, getting off basically the couch and <laughs> getting out there and starting a game. I didn't think he was half bad. Uh, I did, I did agree. I, I think there is a lack of urgency. I kind of feel like we saw that before, like before when he was on the Panthers, people were always getting upset with his lack of urgency, he, particularly his Super Bowl appearance, right? In the second half, it was like, what's going on there? Did he just decide to just check out? So mm-hmm. clearly um, it's part of his personality. I, I don't know if it's also the fact that he hasn't been full speed or like you said, he was thinking so much about his scoring celebration that he didn't actually pay attention to the, actual game itself uh, in the long term, he had several chances at the end of the game to win it for uh, the Carolina Panthers and, and failed to capitalize. I will give credit to the Washington football defense as well, though, on that. I don't, I don't think it was all Cam Newton falling apart, but what do you think about Cam Newton's long-term impact for the rest of the year for the Panthers?
0: I, I don't know because he really didn't display any kind of arm strength in that game on Sunday,
1: mm-hmm. regardless
0: of how long it took to learn a playbook or not. Like you, They barely took any deep shots down the field, and you have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who both like to fly, so, I mean, all he did pretty much was dink and dunk, and was saved by the bell by Christian McCaffrey, if you honestly want to think about it, and the way Christian McCaffrey's health is and, you know, his history and his career, it's not not a for sure thing, he's going to be consistently healthy, so if he happens to go down again, knock on wood, it doesn't happen, then what are you going to do, because Cam is not of Cam of, of old, he is, he's older, and right. he's a little bit bulkier, a little heavier, and like I said, he didn't show any arm strength. So you can't win a game by deking and dunking all the time. Even Tom right. Brady in his 44, he shoots down the field every now and then. But, yeah, um, in, you know, it's just interesting. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's really the answer. I, I'm no. It's hard to tell yeah. after one game.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it is hard to tell. I, I, I'm I'm going to play the optimist on this uh, on this podcast and say that is probably an upgrade for the Panthers for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. but it may not be the long term answer for them. Um, and they're wasting Christian McCaffrey's uh, time. <laughs> yeah. They are wasting yeah. Christian McCaffrey's time. It's sort of like how. J um, J.J. Watt went up to Deshaun Watson and said, I'm very sorry. Last year, he said, I'm sorry for wasting your time here in, in Houston. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, I, I kind of feel like someone should go to Christian McCaffrey and say, listen, I, we're sorry that you're getting injured over this team because this is a waste of your talent <laughs> big time.
0: But He's also a hard piece to build around in Carolina. Like, it's right. hard to build around a running back. It really is it's if true. you think about it. So It is true. Who knows what's going to happen with him? So
1: yeah, you need to have a, you need to build around a good quarterback, and then if you have a great running back, that really does take the pressure off. But you can't going the opposite direction is very very challenging, and that's probably why you know he was getting thirty thirty five touches a game is because they had nothing else. That was the only thing that was yes. working, uh, which is a yeah. shame because they're also wasting DJ Moore. You know he's, yeah. he's obviously a very talented wide receiver who would probably be a Pro Bowl wide receiver if he was on any team of a competent quarterback. So. Exactly. Um, a tough break, tough break for the for the Panthers. We'll see where that goes. All right, let's go ahead and move on for that one because we want to talk about Thanksgiving, and we don't only want to talk about Turkey. We want to talk about the Thanksgiving Day games. So there are obviously three games coming up tomorrow for Thanksgiving. It's the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions, and then um, <laughs> we have the Las Vegas Raiders yeah. at the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and then we got the Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Maybe not the greatest slate there ever, ever was. But let me ask you, Trev, which one are those games are you looking forward to most and why?
0: All the same simple on Thanksgiving. But realistically,
1: <laughs> probably the first two,
0: uh, the Bears and Lions, because the Bears are decimated by injuries. And yeah. I want the Lions to, it would like nice to see the Lions get a win their first win <laughs> on on thanksgiving a game a day that they play a game every year for the past i don't yep. know how many years yep so it'd be nice to see they get there. sorry I, could. I know you're a big Bears fan I, but
1: <laughs> that's fine. it ain't happening years ago nowhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and then second um my my nsb rival dallas got to see them lose even though they're playing the raiders who are also just helpless right now there there's definitely lighting um, on, on and off the field, you can you can definitely tell that has an effect on the locker room. I don't care what anybody said at the podium, AKA Derek Carr. Um, yeah. But Dallas is shaky. They they went to they you know Denver came home and blasted them. So it's just like you never know. It Could be one of those things, but probably not. It'd be nice to see Dallas lose. And then right. the third game is just like Trevor Simeon versus Josh Allen. I mean Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen should win this game, even though the right. defense is pretty good. But they kind of pulled against Jalen Hurts on Sunday. So that's going to be kind of interesting. But J- Trevor Simeon doesn't do it for me. So definitely the first two games rather than the yeah. time night game.
1: So I, I agree, except for the fact that, you know, Buffalo, I mean, there's only six and four. I mean, it's kind of shocking oh. to me because I kind of feel like they're a way better team than their record. But then they lose inexplicably yeah. to, like, the Jaguars, you know, things like that. Yeah. So I kind of feel like anything can happen there. They just, they don't have the, I mean, there's still almost no sure things left because first of all, you, you would think coming into the season that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a sure thing. That they being are. said, they, they're not. They they were, they were lost two games. Uh, They've lost three total for the season. They're seven and three. You know, they look like they were challenged by the Giants for half a game. Of course, the Giants you know, were true to themselves and imploded for the second half. But that being yeah. said, you know, they were close. They were close. And, and honestly, coming out of the second half in, you know, Daniel Jones had them down in the 25-yard line of Tampa Bay. They went for it in fourth and one, failed to convert, and the entire thing just kind of slipped out of their control at that point. But if they had made that fourth and one, this that could have been a very different game against Tampa Bay. They They did not look dominant until they managed to take a commanding lead. And then at that point, everything was just flying for them. But they, you know, not a sure thing. Patrick Mahomes, not a sure thing, right? I mean, he's clearly not a sure thing. That is, like, yeah. shockingly scary how they've fallen off a cliff. You know, that that's um, bizarre. Uh, and Buffalo. So all these teams. You know, there's, there's definitely no sure thing in the NFL right now. Anybody can make it, and particularly in the NFC, where there's, like, eight teams that are sitting at four and six or something, you know, <laughs> vying for that wild card spot. So, um It'll be interesting to see. I think all these games are meaningful, except for the first one between the Bears and the Lions. Uh, a 3-7 and team that's going nowhere with all backups playing an O nine and one team with backups is going to be a crap fest. <laughs> 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 it is not going to be a fun game, guys. And I, and I hate to say that, because I am a Bears fan, and, and I do think that, in one way, I am rooting for the Detroit Lions to beat the Bears, because... Then Matt Nagy will finally get fired. I <laughs> oh, but
0: he said it's not true,
1: bro. So is it true or is it not? I, true? I know, I know. He said it's not true, but I really want it to be true. <laughs> That's and I think if the Lions beat them on Thanksgiving, if the O nine and one Lions beat the Bears on Thanksgiving, I think that they will have no choice but to fire him because yeah, you know, well, he, what's the point? He heard or not, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know I understand that like I mean, I'm sure that we're going to be playing with backups, right? I understand that, and we don't have we don't we don't have uh, Khalil Mack, and we we don't have Justin Fields, and we don't have Allen Robinson, and, and Darnell Mooney's kind of banged up too, and you know, uh, uh, sure, yeah, make we can make excuses, but the offensive plant game calling has been horrendous. So I, I I'm not you know there's no way now the problem is that the Detroit Lions are also kind of banged up, and they might end up not starting. Um, they end up my not not starting Jared Goff in which case <laughs> I don't, I don't know who, I don't know what the Detroit Lions can do because we saw what happened last week without um yeah. Jared Goff and if you thought Jared Goff was bad, whoo, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's going to be a crap show. All right, anyway, um so that's enough about the uh, Thanksgiving games. Um, definitely some things to look forward to, uh, but yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I'm going to watch it anyway because I'm addicted to football, so we'll do it. All right, let's move on to our next thing. But first of all, let's talk about our sponsor, Manscaped. Support for Football Garbage Time is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Trev and I use the 4.0. You should use the 4.0. Because four is better than three is better than two is better than one. So what the hell? Why don't you go ahead and buy one just like 2 million other men worldwide who trust Thank Manscaped? With this, yeah, right? How could 2 million men worldwide be wrong, particularly if it includes us? That doesn't make any sense. That's it's ridiculous. <laughs> so get this exclusive offer for you, our listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping of code Garbage Time at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off. Free shipping with the code GarbageTime at Manscaped.com. unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, let's go on and start Ooh. off. <laughs> you know what? I didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> I actually meant to hit the box bell. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? I just boot us. No I used, way. I, I am so upset with ourselves that I booed us. Isn't that terrible? I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. And I was about to go into the uh, into the week 12 preview and talk about the Seattle Seahawks at the Washington football team, and I just booed us. And it's like, okay, well, there you go. That's how I feel about this game, I suppose. But uh, anyway, back to it. Seattle Seahawks at Washington football team, week 12. It's the Monday night football game. Taylor Heineke versus Russell Wilson. At, uh, Russell Wilson, it doesn't quite look like Russell Wilson right now. Washington is actually favored by one. And uh the over under is forty six point five. Um, let me turn it over to you first, Trev. What do you think about this matchup here between the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington football team on Monday night football?
0: Interesting. Um uh for me personally I don't care what their record is really that much. They still have Russell Wilson. So I mean and he is Russell <laughs> Wilson. He can turn yeah. I mean, you know. He's not gonna be yes. this bad. For that much longer. So, um but and also, if his, if we're going off of just history alone, we're gonna lose because we never win on Monday night, especially at home <laughs> on Monday night. <laughs> oh. But uh, realistically, <laughs> according to this year, um, just based off the past few weeks and how we've been trending in the past four weeks, literally, I mean, we've, we've like the past four games we've, we've been two and two, including a bye week. But those two losses we took, the defense was starting to turn around, and then they you kind of, they, you kind of saw that in the two victories in the past two weeks. So. Um, Seattle's in the slump. Like you said, Russell's not that great. Um, him and Tyler Lockett don't have a connection right now. Um, yeah. DK Metcalf is a crybaby more than a, a productive receiver right now. So it's just like, right. um, I don't know. And their running game is always questioned. Chris Carson's healthy. He's not. He's healthy. He's not. Uh um, right. so Alex Collins is healthy. He's not. But so, I mean, it's just a toss up.
1: It's going to be, it should be a good game. And I think, um, if our defense,
0: Keeps on what they've been doing the past two weeks. We should come out victorious. Victoria. And make-
1: Just so you know, I mean, of all the other teams in the NFL, one of the few teams that have less points per game than the Washington football team are the Seattle Seahawks. Washington has 21.2, the Seattle Seahawks averaging 19.4 points per game. So, you know, not great. And if you're worried about defense, uh, I, we've talked about how the Washington football team has been bad, but they've actually improved. And they're overall now just allowing 378.5 total yards per game. Still a lot, but not over 400 where they were a couple weeks ago. (laughs) The Seattle Seahawks are at 413.9. They're allowing 413.9 yards per game. They have slid off a cliff absolutely on offense and on defense. So, you know, quite frankly, uh, I am surprised is that Washington is not favored by more, And I understand that Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He can bounce back at any time, and he starts playing at that high level, and, you know, all bets are off. But from what I'm seeing in the last, in the last couple of weeks, if the Washington football team stays on track with the type of progress we've seen, Tyler Heineke and Antonio Gibson, then I think that there is a very good chance that they take this game. I also think that if Logan Thomas gets off injured reserve, that would be a huge boost. And I've heard that he oh, is getting ready to practice. He just hasn't been I don't know if he's been activated yet or not, but um he has a shot today, though, to play. A little bit.
0: Yep. Yeah. He does have so, a shot to play, so
1: So that could hey. be a big
0: boost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited.
1: Well uh, so that's we'll be
0: watching so
1: Yeah, yeah. And of course Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, so at any point in time he can just become himself again and then all then like I said, all bets are off. All right, let's move on to the next game. Um on the NFC East, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders at the Dallas Cowboys. That's a 4.30 p.m. game on Sunday. Dallas is favored by 7.5. The over-under is 51.5. We talked a little bit about the Raiders a little bit earlier, but what do you think about this game, Trev?
0: If the Raiders can stop the run game, they have a shot. Because um, we saw last week what Dak looked like with no receivers. Um, he looks like a $75 quarterback and not a $75 million quarterback. Um, <laughs> Tony Pollard is a stud back there. They should hand the ball off more. They don't have CeeDee Lamb. They don't have Amari Cooper. But they are getting some offensive line help. I think Tyron Smith, is he practiced. I think he's due to play. Um, so <sighs> Raiders have a shot. but But realistically, Dallas should win this game.
1: Yeah, I I pretty much agree um, with that as well. I I don't I mean I think there is some potential here if they can get their their ducks in a row. But I think you're right. The off field issues that the Raiders have suffered this season uh, between Henry Ruggs and of course we all know about Chucky and what happened there and he's suing the NFL now. So there's a lot of distractions off the field there for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we don't know. I mean and they looked good in the beginning of the season and they have just slid slid dramatically. Uh, recently and now five and five, Cowboys. You know, I, I do think that they're going to struggle a little bit because our, you know, Amari Cooper definitely out with a concussion. Ceedee Lamb trending towards being out, but we don't know yet. Um, that would be a big hit. And of course, uh, Ezekiel Elliott also suffering from a knee injury, so he's not 100. percent Of course, as you and I talked about preseason, Tony Pollard is the answer <laughs> for everything. Any question about the Dallas Cowboys? The answer is Tony Pollard. <laughs>
0: exactly. He should get an extension here pretty soon. He deserves it.
1: I agree. I totally agree. So I'll just keep keep a close eye on that one. And uh, let's go ahead and move on to the last game for the NFC East, which is two NFC East teams. Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. One-time game on Sunday. Philadelphia is favored by 3.5, over under at 45.5. What are your thoughts on this game, Trev?
0: Eagles are on fire right now. Jalen Hurts is starting to look like he's settling in a little bit better. Um, the New York Giants like you said they held the Tampa Bay at least it looked like they did for about a half and then just lost it um, yeah. they fired Jason Garrett and their offensive yes. line looks atrocious With and it's a lot of money on the offensive line so who knows maybe uh, maybe Jason Garrett is the reason why the offensive line looks so bad outside of strength wise like maybe they were in the wrong positions this whole time and you know who knows so maybe a change of scenery could put a spark into Daniel Jones and the boys and they pull off what I consider an upset if they would beat the Eagles but yeah. it's, a, it's a division all the, all the division games are always good so it's a toss up but Philly should win
1: yeah and and it's interesting because you know I, I, it's weird because I think 2 weeks ago we were talking about Philadelphia and I thought they were kind of a one trick pony they kind of went run first and I was I was kind of saying well you know what that's not it's unclear what their identity is here and I'm not 100% sure that I, that they're really that good and that this is going to be the long-term answer with regard to their identity as a football team. But it's working for them. You know, it's working for them. And they got Miles Sanders back. And it looks like Devontae Smith is starting to, to take off. So, you know, if that kid takes off, he's amazing. And, uh, and I think that if you look at all the other, everything else they have going on there, there's nothing to indicate to me that this is, uh, fake anymore. They've actually managed to really, I mean, even, Jay, even, even Jalen Hurts looks like he's improved dramatically um, in the last couple of games. I mean, particularly the last game where he was just on all, at, As in terms of passing accuracy, in terms of being smart about scrambling and running the ball and extending plays, he starts starting to look like an NFL quarterback to me. So yes, there, Giants are the exact opposite. I mean, when are they going to get rid of Daniel Jones? I mean, he is yeah, no not joke. good. He is not I feel good. I like they're getting rid of the wrong
0: people. Like, I mean, Jason Garrett, <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. But, like, Dave Gettleman, I heard earlier today, in three years as a GM, he's 18 and 40, but you get yeah. rid of Jason Garrett. Danny Dimes was 30 and, like, what, 49 touchdowns and 49 turnovers, like, and he still has a job, but you get rid of Jason Garrett. It's just so weird. that's just weird. I don't know, but like yeah, I, somebody I, else I agree. needs to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's, I agree. It's, it's just it doesn't make any that all none of that makes sense to me. And and quite frankly, it is atrocious that they are misusing the crap out of Kenny Galladay. I mean, Kenny Galladay is a very good receiver, and that was a big off season acquisition for them. And they don't get him the ball in space to create. I mean it doesn't take an offensive genius to say, get this guy the ball. And I just don't know what they're doing over there. It just, it's just absolutely anemic all the way around. And Saquon Barkley is basically 90% healthy and they went away from him. And, and, you know, when you have, when you have, you have the two best offensive weapons on the field, there between Barkley and Galladay, and you're just not giving them the ball. You got to question what's happening um, in New York. The giants are terrible. And, and get this, you know, 42 offensive touchdowns in 26 games uh, over the last 26 games. That is the fewest of any team in the NFL, including the New York Jets, because I know a lot of people are saying, what about the Jets? They suck. Yeah, this is even worse than the Jets. So that yeah. since the start of last season, they have the least amount of offensive touchdowns in the NFL. So there you go. Um, maybe Jason Garrett changes things. I think Joe Judge has basically got to step things up, or else he's also on the hot seat. So this will be interesting to see. This will be interesting to see how it pans out. (laughs) All right. That's enough of that. The NFC is done. Let's talk about the last topic of the day. Let's talk about our pre-week 12 NFL top five power rankings. We haven't done this in about Um, um, two and a half, three weeks. So things have changed pretty dramatically. And now, it's like I said, there's no sure things anymore. So give me your top five power rankings, Trevor.
0: All right, so I'm going to go first off, number one, Arizona Cardinals, Uh number two, Tampa Bay, number three, Uh Green Bay, number four, this is tough, Kansas City, (laughs) and number five, the New England
1: Patriots. Wow, the New England Patriots. Yes, Woo. and I have them,
0: like, edging Dallas by by the chinny-chin-chin. Chin, so
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fair, that's yeah. fair. No, I love it, I love it. So, I mean, this is the interesting thing about that, because um, they have very quietly become a force to be reckoned with. And I, I hate to say that, but I do think that it's Bill Belichick. I mean, the fact that you know, Mac Jones, kudos to him, how he's handled himself this season, a true rookie walking in under that amount of pressure, that amount of scrutiny in that organization and being that successful. Do I credit Mac Jones and his, his ability? I'd say, I'd say 25% of his success is based on that. I think 75% of his success is Bill Belichick, putting him in an offense that he can succeed in and putting him in situations where he can succeed in. So I, I think this is a real sign here. To those people who have been in New England, who have been saying, "Actually, we've been winning because of Tom Brady," and "Oh my God, now we're going to lose because of Tom Brady," it is a true sign that both of them were responsible for the run that the Patriots had over the last twenty years. It was Bill I Belichick agree. and Tom Brady. Right. I uh, agree. And, right. And so I think that Belichick is, and I hate to say that, right? Because I hate the Patriots, but I, but Belichick is does he's making getting the most out of the players that he has. So I love that pick. Very brave. I love it but I don't have them in my top five. I have the Arizona Cardinals at number one. So we agree on that. I have the Green Bay Packers at number two, and so much as it hurts me to say it. And then I have the Tennessee Titans at three still. And then I have the LA Rams at four. And I have the Buccaneers at five. So our, our list, pretty different, but mostly mm-hmm. the same people. The only difference, major difference is that I got the Titans and the Rams in, you got them out and you have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Patriots in, and I have them out. And I'll just say this. As we talked about previously, I think the Kansas City Chiefs have the potential to be top five, but I just feel like they're just so inconsistent. I just don't know who's going to show up from week to week, you know? Um, yeah, no. So that's, that's why I don't have them in there. That's, that's why I don't have them in there. But let me ask you this question. Um, okay. Tennessee Titans and LA Rams, not on your list. Are they close hmm. in your book? Are they close to getting into the top ten? And what did you like about them?
0: Um, Tennessee man losing Derrick Henry wasn't just a blow to the offense; it was a blow to the the entire team, offense and defense. Right. Um, he didn't play defense, but he provided, you know, like comfort yeah. that if we if we stop them, we got Derrick Henry on the other side. We're going to score. So you know, like it's like yeah, like you said, comfort. Yeah. Um, and then they just let go of Adrian Peterson, so they're trying to yeah. find a running back, and it's getting close to the nitty-gritty, and they're still trying to find someone to replace Eric Henry for right now. So, And they're not expecting him back till January, and they've got to get there first. So they're kind of on the slow, slow part now. And then the Rams, they just got Odell Beckham Jr. Um, <clears throat> they they don't look that good right now. Um, they didn't look as powerful as they did in, in the start of the season. They took that random L to the Tennessee Titans. And, uh, what are they, 7-3 now, 7-2, something like that?
1: Yeah, that's they are right seven and three, I believe. But keep on going. Yeah. Oh. So the, <laughs> so they
0: just – I mean, he, outside of Cooper Cup, it's like he doesn't really have anybody to throw it to, which is kind of crazy because when Robert Woods was there and Cooper Cup, it was like, oh, he's got all these weapons, but then they lose one receiver. It's like, who he throw to? I don't think they yeah. should have traded or let go of Deshaun Jackson because they don't have a deep threat anymore. Um they just don't look as powerful as they do on paper, and I know it's going to take some time, but I can still see them slide them top five faster than Tennessee, actually.
1: Yeah, and but Thanks. I will say this though, because you know the the question I had, well, your question was, who else does he throw to if it's not Cooper Cup? And my answer is, he doesn't have to throw it to anybody else. Cooper Cup has been amazing this year. He is leading yeah, the NFL in receptions, Dude, targets, man. and receiving yards, and he had he had set a record for um, uh, 10 receiving touchdowns in eight games uh, and over 900 yards. The first time that's ever happened. And he uh, also set a record for most receptions in a single season for the Rams organization after 10 games, after only 10 games, he set a record for most receptions in the Rams organization. So I feel like Cooper cup is basically blasting into the stratosphere right now and there's nothing that can stop him, but I hear you. You can't, it's hard to win with just one receiver. Um, look at Megatron and the Detroit Lions, so, obviously oh, one of the bad Exactly. Best you don't want, you don't
0: want this to happen in L.A. because he just left the situation like that. So it's like right. – uh, Right. And then they have – on the opposite side, they have Von Miller, and he played, but their defense still got ran over. So it's like Yeah. Uh, maybe it takes some time for it to gel. But, I mean, how long does it take for one person to gel an entire defense? You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. – uh, No, their I, defense I get should you. should be way better than – you know. But that's still that yep. they're built to to make it um, farther than Tennessee.
1: Yeah, and I and I don't have a ton of uh, you know I, I I love Tennessee and what they're doing. I love the the fact that they've they've pivoted from their run first offense and that you know they're starting to utilize and, and even without Julio Jones on the on the field and AJ Brown kind of hampered, they're making it happen. You know, I, I just feel like that that is a sign of a team that can really succeed when they when next man up really gets it done. Now, I understand Dontrell Hilliard and uh, Devontae Foreman are, are not Derrick Henry. <laughs> no one is Derrick Henry. <laughs> but that being said, oh. they're making do with what they have, and, and Adrian Peterson obviously wasn't working out, and I think that's a good thing that they let him go because I think they really need to focus on – Foreman and Hillard going forward. A one-two punch, Hillard on passing downs, Foreman on early downs, and they can get something going there, I think. I think there's some potential there, some spark there that they can get going with those two guys. Maybe those two it can be, be like... Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. You know, <laughs> no, no, I was going to say that, like, I think maybe um, between <laughs> the two of them, they would be 75% of Derrick Henry. <laughs> is what I'm yeah. saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe like 75% of Derrick Henry's right leg, maybe. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe all the right, arm is
1: stiff-arms I'll take it. it. 75% uh, of Derrick but... Henry's right leg is still 3,000% of me. So I am yeah. all in on that. I think that's I think um, you can win games on that. <laughs>
0: and and this Sunday, at 1 o'clock, will the Titans have a true test to see how that next man up mentality really plays out because we're going against Mac Jones and that. Yes. Yeah. That underrated, quietly, sneakily excellent defense that he that he's playing with too as well. Like they're I agree.
1: nasty. They're streaky nasty. This is is lining up perfectly for us, Trev, because we now have a great bet on the line here. Because I have Titans in my top five. You have the Patriots in your top five. Meaning I am taking the Titans over the Patriots this weekend. And it sounds like you'd be taking the Patriots over the Titans. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. All right. Put it on the board, guys. We got got a bet going here. (laughs) 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 We got a bet going on. I love it. I love it. All right. We are – Unfortunately, at the end of the show, and again, just a little bit of overtime. But that's because we love you guys. That's why we do it.
0: Yeah, all right. Fine.
1: Yep. Uh, So Trev, give us your social media so people can follow you.
0: On Twitter
1: at Trev
0: Stores WFT. I'm a rest of district football garbage time full press coverage, and I have Instagram as well. Trev underscore stores. And Rep the District also has uh Rep the District underscore podcast Instagram account as well. Episode three is has dropped last nice. Friday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's dropping this Friday. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Episode three is dropping this Friday. Uh, All right. Thanksgiving. It's called Emotional Toll. Check it out after the whistle. Rep the District products on our YouTube channel. So, yeah, that's about it.
1: Stuff, guys. Everybody check that stuff out because, um, like I said, you never can get enough of Trev's. So go check it out. Check out Rep the District. Check out full press coverage. Good stuff. All right. You can follow me on Twitter, at FBGarbageTime. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy
0: that gravy. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: do back with Turkey. <laughs>